the protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Join our story of misfit teenagers as they struggle to save the world from climate change. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. Episode number 85. Wisdom is calling out. Abby opened the door to see Dr. Geraldine Bear carrying two large shopping bags. I'm so glad you're awake. I know we're all exhausted from yesterday. Dr. Bear set the shopping bags on the counter. I'm up and around, and I'd like some news. How are things? I'll make you a cup of tea. Please, have a seat. Well, things are generally good, but I've had to act on your behalf since I saw you last. I think I owe you an explanation. I already know. You told people I can't receive guests. Exactly. You must be wondering why I did this. It was presumptuous, I know. After all, I'm not really your doctor. You have every right to be angry. No. I'm actually relieved. You've given me an excuse to keep the crowds away. The situation feels too overwhelming. Ah, you do understand. I'm trying to be your friend, unless you really want a doctor. Please, call me Geraldine. She gave Abby a hug. You need some help here. I'd like to know... Do you really think I have post-traumatic stress? Or just need a rest? Hmm. I do think your experience last night was traumatic. For you and Phoebe especially. But I'm not trying to diagnose a disease. There are conflicts here that affect all of us. These matters run very deep. And you probably know more about them than I do. Geraldine looked at Abby waiting for her to respond, but Abby began to unpack a shopping bag and avoided her gaze. That's okay, dear. I won't press you. But if you need to talk, just let me know. I will. Oh, this food is just what I need. You have wonderful friends. Just a few minutes ago, Phoebe, Stephanie, George, Jeremy, and Eddie all arrived with these gifts for you. Abby was delighted. She began to organize the apple cider, olive oil, a dozen eggs, a bag of finger beans, a loaf of Penny's bread, a jar of Sammy's nut butter, a couple of lemon cukes and a jar of honey, and even an unmarked container. Abby opened it and smelled the unmistakable scent cocoa and mint of breakfast mixture. And at the bottom of one shopping bag was an envelope with the words To Abby on it. She folded it in half and slipped it into a pocket of her jeans. I'm so happy, but I've got to find a refrigerator. 
a small one would do. Ah, that reminds me. Tuck will give you his office refrigerator. He says he never uses it. Oh, wow. Oh, everyone is so nice to me. But Geraldine, I can't help but worry. What's going to happen today? And how do we handle it, you know? The church bell tolled with a deep, powerful ring. My goodness! Geraldine was looking out the kitchen window. Do you see? The crowd is already on the sidewalk. People are coming early today to get a seat. I'm needed inside to take some of the pressure off of Tuck. We'll talk later. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back. Geraldine disappeared out the door, leaving Abby both excited and very uneasy. She stared out the window at the action on Bridge Avenue. People were stepping out of taxicabs, a sure sign that out-of-towners were arriving from Half Moon, Evansville, and even River City. Soon a line of double-parked cars ran up the road as far as Abby could see including a WBCS television van. Reporters were interviewing people on the street. Abby began to pace around the tiny cottage. The heat was rising and the air was still. She was thinking. What is Tuck gonna say? Is he going to mention me? Will people start arguing about me? After an hour of watching, Abby grew frantic and longed to bolt out the door and do something. An eerie quiet settled over the churchyard. The opening hymn burst forth from the sanctuary. Abby stepped out of the cottage door to get a better look and noticed that the side door of the church was wide open. Clearly, they needed a breeze through the crowd. If I could get close to that door, I could hear the sermon. But what if people start looking and pointing at me? That would be awful. Just awful. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. I'm good at being invisible. But it's strange. I'm also super visible at times. Her mind focused with cold, objective concentration. She examined the layout of the churchyard. Three large maple trees stood between the cottage and the church. She could advance from one to another without being seen from the open door. She would be visible from Bridge Avenue but the street and sidewalk were empty, and the trees and forsythia bushes provided a bit of cover. The open door of the church would leave a crack at the hinges, a thin but adequate view of the front of the sanctuary. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna find out what I need to know. It's easy. Here we go. Out the back window, Behind the row of apple trees, behind the first maple tree, then to the second, and then to the third. 
Abby could hear Geraldine's voice coming from inside the sanctuary and risked a few quick steps to a well-hidden position between the church wall and the back of the large, wide-open door. Listen, wisdom is calling out. Reason is making herself heard. On the hilltops, near the road, and at the crossroads, she stands. At the entrance to the city, beside the gates, she calls. I appeal to you, mankind. I call to everyone on earth. Looking through the opening at the hinges, Abby saw Geraldine at the podium, reading from the Bible. Abby listened carefully. I was made in the very beginning, at the first, before the world began, before God made the earth and its fields, or even the first handful of soil. I was there when he set the sky in place, when he stretched the horizon across the ocean, when he placed the clouds in the sky, when he opened the springs of the ocean and ordered the waters of the sea to rise no further than he said. I was there when he laid the earth's foundation. I was beside him like an architect. I was his daily source of joy, always happy in his presence, happy with the world and pleased with the human race. The man who finds me finds life and the Lord will be pleased with him. This is the word of the Lord. Geraldine gazed out at the tremendous crowd, including many standing in the aisles. She smiled and took a seat. Thank you, Dr. Bear. And now for today's New Testament reading, we have our neighbor, Tom Winkle. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say unto you, he rejoices over it more than the, over the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. This is the word of the Lord. Abby was thinking, Where is Tuck headed with this? Am I the lost sheep? And what about wisdom, the daughter of God? Has anyone ever read those lines in this church before? Abby had often heard these verses from Proverbs in Rivergate as a child, but never anywhere else. They had often struck her as a secret part of the Bible. Tuck wants me to stay out of sight and let things calm down, yet he's turning up the burner? Let's see what he says now. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the congregation, I know that our church is in the midst of controversy and has caught the attention of the wide world. I am grateful for the opportunity to discuss the issues involved both in this sermon and later on today in our church council meeting. To Abby's surprise, Tuck was speaking without notes, standing in the front row and even pacing back and forth through the aisles talking to the audience. First of all, 
I know that many disagree with my call to make stewardship of the earth and the fight against climate change a major commitment for our congregation. Many have argued that climate change is a matter of for science and politics only. I've responded by insisting that the lives of our children and children's children are surely a religious responsibility, as scripture reveals. In fact, this is not just a responsibility, but a matter of urgent and dire need, a matter that demands that we take a stand. And there are consequences to taking a stand, consequences that disrupt business as usual and create conflict. As Christians, many of us belong to religious denominations with members across the globe, including organizations that raise and invest an immense amount of money. Does it make sense that organizations in our name are making money by investing in corporations that are destroying the balance of nature? Scientists tell us that the sun will support life on earth for perhaps another million years, longer than we can imagine. How can we bear to live while earning money by destroying our children's future? For the science is not in doubt. Only the ethics and our ability to work together are in doubt, very much to our sorrow. At this point, as if by plan, a large group rose and filed out of the church amid great bustle and muttering. Abby easily recognized some of the men. Loud comments were heard. Hey, you're crazy, Tuck! And you'll soon be gone! What's this wisdom business? As if God wanted help for anything. You're crazy, Tuck. You've gone too far. Tuck stood there in silence and finally spoke. Well, uh, all thanks to those of you who have heard me out. I deeply appreciate it. This struggle brings me to the parable about rescuing the lost sheep. When I chose this reading, I was thinking of our new gardener, now living in the churchyard cottage. I hope that after our church council meeting today, we will call it our decision, for with your help, she will be here in the name of our church as a whole. I know our history as well as many of you. Can we stand by and see the innocent threatened by a mob again? The audience gasped. Murmuring spread forward and back like a shifting wind. Abby stared, breathless. Talk went on. But now, I am thinking of those who just left this church, who are also lost sheep. And I am thinking of myself and all of us, for we are all lost sheep before God. Talk bowed his head, and the audience bowed in silence. Uh, before we finish today, I have two announcements. This Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here in the church basement, our youth council invites the whole community to a meeting with our colleagues from the nearby town of Rivergate. 
Pastor Mary Banks of the Church of the Angel, Raphael, and members of her youth council will discuss the emergency problems threatening their survival. Rising water levels in the Half Moon and Snake Rivers have damaged their only bridge off the island. This will be an important opportunity for us to reach out to our neighbors in distress. We especially urge the youth of Middletown to attend. I'm told there will be music on the program. The congregation buzzed with whispering. Abby heard someone say, That swamp town, you know, not a place where people should be living. Tuck called for silence. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Not done yet. Thank you. I also, I also want to invite everyone to attend a gathering in the churchyard next Sunday after the morning service, a celebration of our own Jean Garrison, a dedicated friend of this church for over 40 years. She has asked me to announce her coming marriage and plans to travel, as well as her retirement from the Board of Trustees. We will elect a new member of the board two weeks from today. All those interested in this important leadership position, please speak to me or our secretary, Janet Wise, and join us next Sunday and celebrate Jean's happiness and her many gifts to us all. Tuck announced the final hymn, and Abby glided back the way she had come. She climbed into the back window of the cottage and stood there, staring. The future spread out before her. The battle lines had been drawn. We've got the mountain and hills for company We've got the clouds and the storms and a billion stars to see We've got the rain and streams and rivers and the sea And with the children running round us it's heaven all for free It's heaven all for free Right here and right now It happens all around us No one knows how It may take a million years To build the house of God we can start right here We can start right now We can start right here We can start right now Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, 
Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.